Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's let's wisdom. Right into today's topic. Uh, the title for today is How to Move Beyond Offense to Opportunity. How to Move Beyond Offense to Opportunity. I'm going to do a little bit more reading today because I want to give you um, some context before I actually share my thoughts on what we're discussing today, okay? So first I want to read Luke chapter 9. I'm going to start at verse 22 um, and stop at verse 24, okay? So it reads, saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things, and he deliberately and be deliberately disapproved and reputed and rejected on the part of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be put to death and on the third day be raised again. And he said to all, if any person wills to come after me, let him deny himself, disown himself, forget, lose sight of himself and his own interests, refuse and give up himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. For whoever would preserve his life and save it will lose and destroy it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he will preserve and save it from the penalty of eternal death. And I also want to read a version of this from Matthew, okay? And the reason I'm reading, and both of these are coming from the Amplified Version, and the reason I want to read both is because though they are similar accounts, um, they highlight different points, right? The Amplified kind of brings out different points um, of the story when you read it in different chapters or different versions, right? So now the same story I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 16, And I'm going to begin at verse 21. It says, From that time forth, Jesus began clearly to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the high priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised from death. Then Peter took him aside to speak to him privately and began to reprove and charge him sharply, saying, God forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned away from Peter and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. You are in my way, an offense and a hindrance and a snare to me. For you are minding what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to be my disciple, Let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests, and take up his cross and follow me. Cleave steadfastly to me. Conform wholly to my example in living, and if need be, in dying also. All right? So we're looking. um, Let me finish. I'm sorry, 25. I don't want to cut that off. It says, for whoever is bent on saving his temporal life, His comfort and security here 
shall lose it, his eternal life. And whoever loses his life or his comfort and security here for my sake shall find it. That is life everlasting. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that was an even uh, view of both scriptures. Okay, so as you can see there, different points were pulled out. Actually, in Matthew, there is um, a discussion that takes place that isn't shared in Luke, and I'm sure there's a reason for that, and I won't get into all of that theology. Um, You can go study that for yourself. But the point that was important to make sure you saw that even in their similarities, they all are highlighting the same point about moving beyond offense to opportunity. They both start where Jesus starts to tell his disciples of what's going to happen, of what has to happen, the offense that he has to experience at the hands of others, right? He has to experience being offended in various ways that included losing his life or him laying down his life. But he had to be ridiculed. He was going to, um, and Luke describes it, he was going, he had to be reputed. He had to be disapproved. He had to be rejected. And in, um, it says deliberately, right? This has to happen because of the assignment he had been given, right? He was a servant leader who was assigned as the redemption of all humanity, right? And so this had to occur. And what I want us to understand as servant leaders, when we are servant leaders, we're going to experience people, right? We're going to work with various different people who will repute us, reprove us, disapprove of us, reject us. We're going to experience offense because humanity is broken. That's just the way it is. And so no matter what your um, assignment may be, doesn't excuse you from having to deal with people, right? And so with dealing with people, we're going to experience offense oftentimes, right? But the catch is often because we are human, our first recourse or our first level of interrogation about the offense is going to be why, right? We're going to ask, why did it happen? Why are they treating me this way? Why have I allowed this to happen, right? Meaning maybe I haven't set the right boundaries or whatever. We're going to go into interrogative mode about the offense. But if we notice here in this picture, Jesus doesn't ask why. The disciples don't ask him why this occurs because he makes a statement telling them that he has to experience it. And in Matthew, we see another point where Peter wants to now come in, though well-intended, he's out of order because Jesus spoke these words. He's going to now question, oh, this can't happen, right? And he tells him immediately that you're more focused on man's nature than you are the nature and quality of God. And when we ask why, it's a limited view. It's not wrong. I don't, I'm not saying it's a wrong thing, but it's not the best question, right? It's not the best interrogative method for a servant leader, right? Because as a servant leader, we've discussed previously that you are appointed, right? You are appointed by the Lord to serve, right? And in that service, as a leader, your assignment exists. And there is an assignment that as a servant leader you have. That offense is going to occur, but you're going to need to be fully equipped, mature spiritually in order to rise above the offense and recognize the opportunity, right? Because Jesus tells them his disciples have an opportunity, right? If they desire to be his disciples, you have an opportunity. 
And that opportunity is going to reward you in the end. But to move beyond the offense that you're going to experience and see the opportunity, there are some things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to deny yourself. You're going to have to take yourself off of the throne of your heart, right? Because when you ask why, it's about you. When you ask how, it becomes about a method. It becomes about a process. You become focused on the solution and not on the problem, right? Why keeps your energy, your efforts, your thoughts all focused on the problem or the offense? But when you ask how, how can I move beyond this? How, what is the method that needs to take place so that I can stay focused on the assignment that I have been given so that I can be efficient and effective for the service that I have been appointed to. And you cannot be efficient and effective when I is the center of your life as a servant leader. It's just a contradiction because you're, you give up I for your Lord and Savior for the assignment that he has given you. So even in the offense, there's, um, you can see it on the cross when Jesus says to them, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was focused on the how, right? He was focused on the method, which allowed him to stay intentional about his assignment. Therefore, he could find himself in a position to pray for those who were behaving and creating the offense that he was experiencing. I hope I'm making sense. A little bit of me feels like I might be all over, but I'm hoping y'all getting whatever um, is coming up, okay? Because I want you to understand that the importance of me sharing this today is that because we live in a time where we're going to be offended, offenses are rising each and every day. And if you focus on the why of an offense, it will distract you. It will delay you. It will cause you to be tossed to and fro, going back and forth over the why of the offense keeps you stuck in the moment. It keeps you stuck in the emotion of it. It keeps your mind rattling off all of these different things that you would be saying or doing or should have done or should have responded in a certain way. It delays you from moving forward. Okay, it causes something that is not big to become bigger than what it is. But when you enable yourself, train yourself, go through the maturity level of practicing to focus on the how, staying solution focused, recognizing that the offense even isn't about isn't even about you. Right. You aren't being offended when you are on assignment that what's what's being offended is the, uh, the person who appointed you. The Lord, the Christ in you is what's being offended. You immediately take you off of your own thoughts. You do exactly what the scripture says is that you lose sight. You disregard and forget yourself and your own interests, right? And immediately in that moment, you are able to rise to a place that now you see the opportunity for God's glory to prevail in the midst of this moment. Right, You see God's mercy, God's ability to show love in and through you for someone else rises to the moment. Right, You're able to now speak truth in love to the circumstance or situation without you being founded on your feelings, your emotions, right, and your thoughts in your mind. Right, Your soul takes a back seat because the spirit of Christ in you begins to rise up, and now you're able to display the Christ-like character that's needed 
in order for you to move beyond the offense and then move into the opportunity that's been created for God to show up in the midst of it. So today's wisdom was to encourage you, inspire you, equip you with a way of changing your perspective about offenses that are not, that's not only going to be beneficial to those who may be creating the offense in your life by giving them love, showing them mercy, showing God's grace, but it is going to be beneficial to your maturity because as you mature, you're being developed, right? As people of fit and you experience what your human nature calls an offense, your spirit man is being developed. It is being strengthened to take its proper place over your mind, will, and emotions so that you can become more and more like the Christ-like character that you have called to do and be in this world. So I hope today's wisdom encourages you. I hope it challenges you with a new perspective. And I hope it just makes you become a little bit more mindful about the questions that you ask when you're dealing with offense. Don't focus on the why, but put your direction on the how. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.